What's up, rap fans? Welcome back to the Hip Hop Enthusiast Podcast, keeping you up to date on hip hop music in 2018. I'm Kyle French, and today we will have some album reviews for Care For Me by Saba and Vacation in Hell by Flatbush Zombies. Of course, we got to recap all of the craziness that went down with J. Cole making the biggest splash of 2018, coming out of nowhere with some huge announcements. I'll break down how all that went down. We'll then have our song of the week and close things out with new music announcements. Obviously, J. Cole headlining that one, but we'll get to everything that's dropping this Friday at the end of the show. And also some more quick, kind of exciting news, at least for me anyway, hopefully for you guys too, is we will be on a schedule from here on out. WHUS, the Yukon radio station that we are operating out of, uh, wants us to get on schedules with podcasts. So from here on out, new episodes will be coming out every Friday. So you know exactly when you'll be getting the latest news in the hip-hop industry. So every Friday, new episode will drop once a week. And kind of the goal is if, if an album drops on one Friday, two weeks later, I'll have the review out for it. So we got a fairly quick turnaround. But we'll get to everything we need to get to, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, with that being said, we'll jump into the actual album reviews and kick off this episode. And like I mentioned, one of the biggest albums that dropped in the past couple weeks is Vacation in Hell by Flatbush Zombies. For those who don't know, this is a Beast Coast trio. Uh, Beast Coast is kind of like a really large collective of different individuals and groups who are kind of keeping together the classical, more traditional like New York East Coast style of rap, and they call themselves Beast Coast. Uh, obviously from New York City, the three members in Flatbush Zombies are Michi Darko, Zombie Juice, and Eric Ark Elliott. They're one of the best like true groups of this era. And each rapper has their own subtleties that set them apart, which really makes them a dynamic group. Meech is kind of like the de facto leader, and he thrives on like dark, brutally honest lyricism. He has this really deep, raspy voice. If I tried to emulate the way he talks on an everyday basis, I wouldn't be able to talk. After like 20 minutes, I'd lose my voice. It's crazy the things he can do vocally. Then you have Juice. He's kind of like the pretty boy of the group, the swaggiest of the group. Gets all the ladies, sings a lot of hooks, isn't going to be the deepest rapper to listen to and the most lyrical of the group, but he's he's always exciting and entertaining. And then you have Eric. He is mostly responsible for cooking up the beats on almost all of their albums, all their tracks, and he's more of a uh, socially conscious rapper. They actually had a promo video called Vacation in the Movie, which does a great job of not only hyping up the Vacation in Hell album, and giving you a sample of what's going to be on it, but also kind of breaks down uh, the different pieces that each member of the group goes for, and really great promo video. But to get to the actual album, obviously the title jumps out. That's the first thing you notice. Vacation in Hell is very much a paradox, pretty much an oxymoron. Vacation in Hell doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I don't know too many people who have uh, Hell circled on their spring vacation or summer vacation a need to get to bucket list right there, but but the zombies do a pretty good job of shining some light on this idea and what they really mean by it. It's kind of like a, a two sides to a one coin. The album opens up with some really up-tempo, fun songs, light topics, the spoils of life, money, girls, riches, drugs. It's a party. It's a vacation. And the highlights on here, the intro hello definitely comes out and grabs you immediately. That's hype. The beat on that goes really hard. Uh, Leather Symphony was also a great song that came out in the first half of this album along the same lines. It's kind of like a part two to A Glorious Death, 
which was on ASAP 12's album from last year, 12. I actually played the track of Glorious Death on the podcast. So if you've been a long-time listener, you might know that track from the podcast. But it's got a really hard chorus and some great lyrical verses. Headstone is just hands down one of the coolest songs like I've ever heard, period. Meech kills the hook, putting your favorite rapper's name on a headstone. But what grabs me about this track is all the verses are almost exclusively written with classic references, whether it's song titles, group names, albums, iconic lines. It was pretty much a huge shout out to their inspiration of 90s era lyrical rap. And it was just crazy. Like literally every word pretty much has a reference to something that happened in like classic hip hop lore, whether, like I said, it's a big name artist or song or album, whatever it is. And to put that all into like full verses was just really cool and interesting to me. But that's like the whole first half of the album. And that's the vacation aspect of it. But after all, it is a vacay in the depths of hell. And that becomes quite apparent later on in the album. The tone slowly shifts into various serious, heavy subjects, gets a lot darker. All the fun pretty much disappears as the Hell on Earth experience is really brought to life and detailed. One of the darkest, lower moments had to have been the track Trapped, where the group deals with uh, depression and thoughts of suicide. And Meech even raps his verse from the perspective as if he's already gone and has already uh, taken his own life, brutally real verse, and just a crazy, crazy perspective to rap from as he tries to explain his actions to his, his friends and family. Uh, and then you also have You and I, which is all about surviving through hard times with your brothers, loyalty, fam is everything. And it's on You and I that Michi Darko probably gives us what I would throw in as verse of the year. It's like a two-minute verse. He goes through, he starts in his youth, Talks about all the tough stuff he had to go through, the pressures of life. But by the end, he realizes that he truly is blessed. And he shouts out his his Flatbush Zombie brothers and pretty much says, I'll ride or die for you. And it's just a, a really incredible, passionate verse that Meech gives us. And I'll definitely play that verse uh, later on when we play samples from the album. But as you can tell, there's this clear duality in the album. But both ends, I got to admit, are a little inconsistent. It's a really long album. It runs almost an hour 20, so there are a lot of tracks packed into both sides of the duality here. There are some early bangers for sure, but a few of them are really lacking in production. I thought M. Bison and Big Shrimp both just use like a pretty simple synthetic drum line and have pretty much nothing else on the beat. There's no layered melodies. There's no other action coming in and out to uh, help, help bring the song's energy up, and it really hurts the tracks because they're relying mostly on hype appeal and aesthetics. And then later on, on the second half of the album, you get a couple tracks that just feel like random attempts at various subjects. I thought Misunderstood was, was pretty underwritten and fairly surface level. They featured Pro Era's Nick Caution on the track, but he's like a fairly lyrical rapper, not much of a chorus singer, and they had him just do the hook, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me as well. Um, and then they also had a track, Best American, that gets real political and social, which I'm cool with, and that's kind of Eric's thing, so I get it. But it went a little over the top as it closes out with a skit that insinuates America is heading back into slavery. See what you will about racial relations in the U.S., but I, I just do not believe that uh, we are on a trajectory to go back into slavery as the zombies suggested. I thought that was a, a little bit much. And just in general, if you're going to put out an hour and 20-minute album, 
you got to make sure all the tracks are really worth it or else you're going to you're going to end up with a little bit of a peak and valley feel which definitely uh, happened on the first half where I was like wow that song was great I'm not really feeling this one wow that was awesome and back to kind of this little middle of the road track and I think if you cut out probably 20 minutes of this album you would end up with you know a project equally as good and it just would cut out kind of the clutter and the unnecessary tracks that were somewhat thrown in here you're not going to lose anything it would just make it more concise and, and more consistent but back to the positives there is a lot to like about this album I thought the best thing about it was the animated deliveries that all three members operate with you're not going to find a single boring flatline verse on here they use a lot of interesting ever-changing flows a lot of inflection and creative pronunciation the last thing you're going to do is fall asleep listening to this album they definitely have, have strong personalities and characters, make them fun to listen to. And I also really liked the way that they combined multiple styles to really capitalize off the opportunities provided by current music while still sticking to their roots. Clearly, they derive a lot of their inspiration and their sound from 90s era lyricism and that type of content and delivery style. But they use a lot of modern synthetic production. And it kind of makes for the best of both worlds. They do not sound stuck in the past at all, but they still manage to pay homage to those influences. And so I think Vacation Hell did a great job of maximizing the potential given all available outlets and makes it a very versatile album without really sounding out of sync. So best tracks on Vacation in Hell, Headstone, You and I, Facts, Leather Symphony, and Trapped. Worst tracks, Misunderstood, Real Girls, M. Bison, and Big Shrimp. I would recommend this album if you like The Underachievers, DMX, or Joey Badass. Overall rating, I'll throw this an 8, and we'll play two songs from the album. I gotta play that Meters from You and I to give you guys a taste of that, and then I'll also play Headstone. So I'll actually play Headstone first, and then You and I following it, both from Flapper Zombie's new album, Vacation in Hell. When you're 30,000 feet up, what you think of? Oh, I hate it knowing that my thoughts are turned to dream. Cause I never knew I'd get my chance to linger. Oh, I tell you all of this unusual to me. Swear I came from the bottom, flappers living, walking dead on. But your favorite rapper's name up on the headstone. Big for the cheese and your dad wrong. Propaganda said the standards in the tear down. I hate it, dog. He stash, you throw it back. Yeah, I'm born to Mac. It's dark and hell is hot, so leave me where I'm at. I'm living how I want now. No reason to doubt. It's clear to see. All eyes on me for 100 degrees. Who am I? Ruthless. Easy does it. The chronic smoke in public. Hate it or love it. The underdogs with little swords. It was written in my diary to start a war. I'm feeling infamous and mortal with my technique. A revolutionary shining with diamond teeth. Young Don Cartagena. Excuse my demeanor. This the glamour life. You still not a player. You ain't have as nice. I'm born again, life after death. I made the sacrifice and super duper fly. Juicy, keep them hypnotized. I said my name is Juice. America's most. Ain't no hand stepping. See you at the crossroads. Put money over bitches on my headstone. Here lies some nigga getting paid for. Never take a loss on my headstone. Only take a hell when I smoke it in. Now your favorite rapper name on the Too late, you already did. It was written in the 
build your story. Your life's a bitch, so what you want? Every day I struggle with it. Only God could jump me slipping. I'm infinitely big pimping through the genesis. That presidents drop a gem on them. Hello, nerve, these the last days. Throw your guns up. Get money, quiet storm, having suicidal thoughts. For the cream, run the game. For the money, only green is the lemonade. I'm a player on the late night tip. So the triple six, you the prototype tip. Drill, kiss some fingertips. Reservoir dog, check the skull. Yeah, black out, can I live? Hell raises, still film it, kiss to death, and protect your neck. Three dope boys in the Cadillac, grave digger, kiss to death, and protect your neck. Shame on a nigga, three dope boys in the Cadillac, grave digger. That's a taste of Vacation in Hell with Headstone and You and I by the Flatbush Zombies. A lot of standout tracks on that album. Hard to pick just two to play. And we got another really nice album next. This is Care For Me by Saba. Saba is a Chicago rapper, 23 years old. His first major appearance was on Chance the Rapper's Acid Rap mixtape. He got a feature on there. His debut album, Bucket List Project, dropped in 2016. He's definitely carrying on uh, that vibe that a lot of young Chicago artists have at the moment, whether it's Chance the Rapper, Vic Mensa, Tokyo, uh, guys like that. He's definitely in that vein if you're familiar with that group. And this album, Care For Me, he admits was written during the lowest moments of his life, and the songs truly reflect that. One of the major events that sent him kind of into this low, kind of depressed year in his life was uh, the death of his older cousin, Walter, who played a big role uh, not only in in his life, but especially in his music journey, becoming an artist and everything like that. Um, And on Care For Me, Saba discusses a lot of broken down relationships, helplessness, and an overall feeling of loneliness. 
the opening track, Busy, one of the first lines he says is, I don't know how long I've had depression. And that really speaks to the lost state of mind he was in without even realizing it. He had just slipped into this like really low state of mind. And he says he created pretty much the whole album, just him and like two other people. That was it. It wasn't like a huge team or a label project. He said he was just like camped out in a zone and they just put together like the whole album in like pretty much one mood. And that definitely comes across. It's very consistent, very cohesive. Saba is constantly kind of battling his demons, fighting off paranoia. Uh, There's a heavy feeling, you know, especially considering the circumstances that were surrounding him, that death was right around the corner on the track Life. Uh, He goes into detail with this. He mentions a few of the close people that he's lost to him and references uh, Pac died at 25, Jesus at 33. And he's just kind of thinking out loud that, you know, maybe it's his time soon and he's just battling like that feeling that his life doesn't really mean much. One thing that really stands out on this album is the sung melodies that Saba performs. And very few rappers could match, you know, what he does in the way of like singing hooks and bridges. Uh, His father was an R&B singer, which probably definitely uh, helped him out and taught him at a young age about different genres of music. And he probably just has a really good ear for that type of stuff. And this really reminded me of uh, Sylvain LeCue and his album Apologies in Advance from earlier in the year, which I thought were some of the best rappers sung uh, melodies that I had heard. And on this album, Care For Me, these melodies definitely make for some of the most somber and beautiful moments on the whole project. And a lot of times they really set the tone and capture everything that the song is about. But that being said, Saba can definitely snap as well. You got verses bursting at the seams over some like really cascading jazz production. Um, this happens on both Gray and King. And it really sounds to me like something Kendrick had performed on To Pimp a Butterfly, where he was just going off on this like crazy, really rapid jazz production. And so Saba, if you can liken yourself to that, that's pretty damn impressive. And he also shows off fantastic storytelling abilities as he walks us through uh, the events that transpire between him and Walter to build their friendship right up until uh, Walter's death. And that happens on the double track prom slash king and shows great stream of conscious writing. And it just makes for a really well-rounded MC performance from Saba on this album. He has great potential to go in a lot of different directions. And I think that will definitely help the longevity of his career. There's just no way this guy is going to stay stagnant with this amount of talent and this amount of versatility. One thing I, I will say about this album is it was, it was very heavy, a very head-down type of album, dim, you know, dim-lit environment, really damp, but this track, Smile, really didn't fit that vibe at all. And I hate to say it, but it's almost like too happy and too positive for the album. It really doesn't feel like it, it fits into uh, the mold. And that was really the only track I didn't really care for. And the other, I don't know if it's a critique, but the storyline is definitely a bit confusing as well. I tried to put it together chronologically, but it's tough to follow. And I kind of came to the decision that there's not much of a storyline. There's nothing Saba's trying to lead us to here. But I think he could have handled it better and at least kind of put tracks in chronological order to to help the listener figure out what's going on. Because, I mean, on the first couple tracks, so his cousin Walter is mentioned quite a bit. Obviously, that's a huge inspiration for how this album came about, Therapy of Getting Over, uh, his passing. And like the first track, he mentions that he got killed and then 
on Life, he's talking about him, but then on much later tracks, he's talking about him as if he's still around, and it just makes it a little bit uh, confusing to listen to and piece together, so I think he could have handled that a little bit better, but overall, this is a really impressive album, a lot of great subject matter. Uh, the song Fighter was another one of my favorite tracks on here, as as he deals with fighting in multiple different uh, ways. One, obviously, just straight up like fist fighting, uh, you know, as a kid getting into trouble and stuff like that. And then later on, fighting with uh, his grandfather who thinks he should have stayed in school instead of dropping out and doing this music thing. Fighting with, you know, his, his girl or whatever, his relationship problems. And he pretty much on the hook is like, I don't want to fight no more. I'm not a fighter. And he just sings it so soulfully and just wraps the whole song together. And there's just a lot of great moments like that on this album. Already, after only two weeks of being out, it's probably one of my most listened to albums of the year. It just keeps me coming back. There's nothing that dries out about it. It's just always hard hitting, and you can just always feel it and relate to it, which is something that I love to see in albums. So, best tracks on Care For Me by Saba Busy, Fighter, Life, and Prom Slash King. Uh, worst tracks, Just Smile, like I mentioned earlier, the reasons for that. Um, and I would recommend if you like. Kendrick Lamar, Chance the Rapper, or Sylvan LeCue. Overall rating, I might even have to go with a 9 on this one. It's it's really blowing me away, and I've had so much enjoyment listening to it the past couple weeks, so I'll give it a 9. I know I've been kind of getting generous with the scores, but the scores don't really matter as much as just like the discussion of the album. That's what's you know more important to me. So if, it, if you feel like I'm handing out too many 8s or 9s, sorry, I just I really like hip-hop music, so kill me, I guess. But I'll play two tracks, as always, from Care For Me. I'm going to play Busy and Life by Chicago prodigy Saba. I'm so alone, but all of my friends, but all of my friends got some shit to do. All of them got plans, I call them bed and text And they never cross me like bad pedestrians I've been this awkward since adolescence I don't know how long I had depression Never no peer pressure, I'm trying to get my little pack of offense Some girl, I call my BFF, that ain't no secret kept I fucked and told my cousin, I'm broke, I wasn't buzzing I tried to hit a few years, she wasn't budging I'm bogus, left my girl for some shoddy Shoddy deserving all this lonely, you sad Tell me, how are you sad? You got all of these friends, you got all of these fans I ain't trust nobody new since 2012 I ain't let nobody in Jesus got killed for our sins, Walter got killed for a coat I'm trying to cope, but it's a part of me gone In the power of my I'm having a busy day I'll hit you back right away I've seen the skies for gray I don't do what I I'm having a busy day I'll hit you back right away I've seen the skies for gray I'm so alone, just me and my girl She leave me for work, then leave me for school She finally home, I leave her for two FaceTime me new to the year All of this new to me, yeah All of the infidelity when I was 17 Been catching up, it still feel like she catch me cheating Niggas asking me how tour was Knowing I've been home like two months And I seen your ass like two times Say the small talk like two dime, no time Social interaction, had female friends I found attractive, I tried to fuck But I am no savage, now we don't speak We just want pairs of my past guitar 
They probably reply to the missed calls after all Cause the friendships that I can't recall Done turn my heart to the camouflage While the guys that used to play basketball with doing shit that I can't endorse now With the Lord now When it pours down Was the long day still alone now I got angels running away, I got demons hunting me, I know pop with 25, I know Jesus 33, I tell death to keep a distance, I think he obsessed with me, I say God that's the one, I know she would die for me, they want a barcode on my wrist, to auction off the kids that don't fit that description, of a utopia, black. Like a problem won't exist if I just don't exist If I grew up without a single pot to piss And pardon me for venting Congress got the nerve to call itself religious Rich just getting richer We just trying to live our life Mama missed the rocket with the Sprite They killed my cousin with the pocket knife While my uncle on the phone He was gone for more than half my life He got out a year and then he died I was on the road Talking to my father on the phone Left the city when I was just born None of them would get alone Mama begging hip and winning coast I was chilling with my niggas boot Now they trying to take his life Don't mean shit to a nigga that ain't never had shit Yeah on my mind, I seen Walter body cold, wish I could switch you with mine, I'm not worried about no rap shit, distractions or waste of times, I still go to social functions even though I'm so anti, no I'm no Rihanna, the court gonna throw it like Donovan down a bit, I just been modeling my whole career as a park was a studio monitor shake and I raised the apartment to bond over profit, I made what I made in a latte, amount of time the same amount of time you was watching, so stop comparing me to people know I am not them, a lot of people dreaming till they shit against shit, that's life, my mom is a with the Sprite Kill my cousin with a pocket knife Found my uncle on the phone He was gone for more than half my life He got out of year and then he died I was on a roll Talking to my father on the phone Left the city when I was just born and That was Busy and Life by Saba from Care For Me And damn, that that's just a great album Easily one of my favorites of the year And it's time to talk about another man Who is capable, has the potential To put out another one of my favorite albums of the year And that is J. Cole who is somehow, out of nowhere, officially back in the hip-hop scene. He's been notorious the past couple years for laying low. No one really knows what he's doing. Doesn't make public appearances. Doesn't really do interviews. Hasn't done a whole lot of features. I mean, shit, last time we heard he was contemplating retirement. So here's pretty much uh, everything that went down. This came through on Monday. It was about like 2 p.m. He throws up a tweet. It just says, it's time. That's it. People freak out. They're like, it's time. New music's coming. New music's coming. And I'm like, that's a huge overreaction. Like, you know, it could be anything. It, it doesn't mean album is, like, ready on the way. Like, no way, right? And, but he, he deletes that tweet, which was a little suspicious. And then he announces this pop-up concert. And it's this was at, like, 3, 4 o'clock maybe. And he's like, 6 p.m. in New York. Here's the theater. No phones, no cameras, no bags. First come, first serve. No guest list, nothing you know, just come by pop-up concert and everyone's like, oh my God, like what's going on? He's going to debut some new music saying no phones, no cameras. He clearly didn't want it recorded. He didn't want it to get leaked. 
and people are theorizing maybe it's a listening party for his new album, but there had been no signs of this before. But like I said, he's he's a private dude. He he wouldn't let people onto it anyway. So I'm starting to think something's going on, something's going on. But I still am not on board with, okay, album's coming. And then apparently whenever the concert basically ended, he tweeted out, yeah, that was a listening party for my new album, and it's coming on Friday. Four days later, all of a sudden he's like, album coming out, which this was absolute craziness. People were going off the walls about this. Obviously, there's a lot of J. Cole fans, him being one of the biggest like popular hip-hop artists this generation up there competing with like Kendrick and Drake for the most popular uh, rappers in the game. He has since announced the title is KOD. He hasn't revealed what it stands for, but a lot of people believe it stands for Kids on Drugs. He has released the artwork for it and the track list, both of which look pretty dope. The album artwork is very interesting. It's like J. Cole in like royal attire, I guess you could say. He's got a crown on. And he's got this huge like royal robe and there's like kids underneath it who are like turning into skeletons while doing drugs and it's it's very confusing definitely would make sense if the album's name is kids on drugs because both sides of the album artwork are full of kids doing drugs and it actually reads at the top like this music does not glorify uh drug use or something like that so i'm really interested to see what j cole is going to give us because obviously he's not on that wave at all whether he's going to be warning against it or buying into it, I'm kind of confused of at this moment. But I do think it's going to be something quite a bit different than what we're used to from Cole. But overall, I'm just shocked that this is actually going down because this is very unlike recent Cole. Maybe he's come out of his hibernation. You know, these past couple years, like I said, he's just quietly dropping off music in December, and that's all we hear from him. He even said no more guest verses after he was on Joey Badass's uh, track Legendary from early in 2017. But since then, he's done quite a few recently. Uh, he was on Zendaya, which is a track by Cause, which is one of his Dreamville artists, so I'm like, okay, I get it. But he was also on American Dream by Jeezy, and he was recently on Pablo Boat by Royce to 5'9". So I think he, he's coming back for the throne. I don't know what caused this change. Maybe he saw Kendrick going all out and just killing the game in 2017 with Damn and all the features he did winning the Grammys, winning a damn Pulitzer Prize, which is crazy that a hip-hop artist would win that. Maybe he saw all that, and he's like, I got to get back in the game. I got to keep competing with these guys. Maybe he saw all the moves that Drake's been making, putting out like four huge singles already this year and really hyping people up for his album that's coming this summer. You know, maybe he saw his contemporaries making moves, and he's like, I got to get back. Or, or maybe it was something else that all of a sudden he was just motivated out of nowhere. Um, but... You know, I am definitely shocked by this, but more than anything, I'm just happy it's happening. I'm a huge J. Cole fan. I've been a fan of his for a while now. Obviously, he's a really popular rapper, one of the guys that got me into hip-hop in the early 2000s. So, I don't know. It's going to be crazy, but KOD by J. Cole coming this Friday. By the time this episode is out, you probably have already listened to it if you're an enthusiast like myself jumping on releases the day they come out. But it's going to be... An awesome ride. I can't wait to see what he does this year. And basically, that's a recap of what happened in uh, the last week in Cole World. Had he released uh, a lead single, I probably would have played it for Song of the Week, but he didn't. And so I ended up finding a uh, a different one. This actually is close relation to J. Cole, though, because this is uh, the Song of the Week from Boz, titled Pinball 2. 
and Boz is signed to Dreamville, signed to J. Cole, part of his his collective out there. And Boz's 2016 album, Too High to Write, was one of my favorite albums of 2016. And so I, I always look for new stuff from him. He's not like the most impressive uh, rapper of all time, but definitely has some nice flashes and definitely shows some similarities uh, to J. Cole. Definitely has taken some influence from him, and that's never really a bad thing. What's really cool about this track, Pinball 2, though, is that in Too High to Riot, and most of the music I've heard from Boz, he's more relaxed. He's more laid back. It kind of sounds like he just smoked right before he recorded every track on his album. Um, but this this song's quite a bit different. Um, he's definitely snapping on here. It's only like a two-and-a-half-minute song, but it feels like he packs a lot of verses and a lot of bars into that two minutes. And it just showed me potential I didn't really know that Boz had. He was really ripping up a verse on here. And it wasn't even like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. It was just straight bars, no chorus. And I was really feeling it all week. So your song of the week is Pinball 2 by Boz. And we'll play it right here on the Hip Hop Enthusiast Podcast. Shine black man, melanin gold, I hope you never get old Keep your youthful spirit, I know the world will fear it You're the tip of the spear, when I die in breaths I bet the world gon' hear it, look I've been saving money for my taxes Bossy keep on jumping through these brackets I got 20 bitches coming back to the crib I make sure my niggas got some racks, what you need? They gon' shoot you niggas like it's practice I just make the money, run some laps Every time I pass go, see the cash grow We don't even act cordial, we assholes Bitches in my last soul's ass so I swear to my last hoe, I'm that cold Running through a town of black soul My past froze 29 times over Look, I have seen more than my time Live nine lives for about 20 cats over I told ya, everything you done, I done overdid I'm over it, nigga, dream build a whole coast How we shoulder it, them boys stare like toast When it's over dead, I hope they quit for real But if they don't, I got a million joints I got the flow in pocket, the emoji rocket How I'm out of here? A lot of them sound like they in a town show So I give them something to remember like the Alamo Tally ho, high joker like Spade game Keeping both eyes open why rain, man? Crew high on the fuck your life drink, man. We slide in a bucket like paint. Never gave a fuck, fuck what you might think. Ran up in the club till they sent the lights in. Had to tell the owner, please let the lights dim. Five more minutes, see me and I slim. Thick bitch with the you, me and my grin. Tell her bring the crew, you, me and my friend. See where the night end with the right guys. Trust me and my kin. Speak with the right pen. Creep like the lightning in the night sky. Go deep, Janet Jackson. We back to back in. Black Sufis, black tins, would you look at that? I'm booby trapped in your fluid black skin. No groupie accent, your bougie accent. You're a truly classic. Girl, we out of here. Bye. Bossy, Queens nigga with the fiends nigga Got the bean waiting in the pocket Ooh. ISP was poppin' He said we are nigga, trips to DR nigga Got the borough jumpin' like this J.R. Smith Know a couple niggas at the AR spit Got no interest what you say I did Only where y'all live Smokin' blunts cause that's the way I live And where I live Niggas dying for they shorty wives And they brothers ride on the other side Every death is like a hundred lives Flatline from the black nine I can feel the pressure multiplying Make you feel like ain't no hope in trying But we always trying All this blood I better float to see and watch out Cause they don't want you to see but watch out Nigga watch out I want you to see I've been through so many things Things ain't always what it seems Hope you get the message I hope you figure it out Okay, boss. I see you. I see you. That's definitely the cockiest I've ever heard Boss sound on your song of the week, Pinball 2. For those of you who, who listen to Boss, I know he's not the biggest 
artist in the game, but you probably you probably know what I mean. That's not your usual boss, your usual dose of the the, uh, the Dreamville signee right there. But I think he snapped on that, definitely killed that shit. A lot of guys switch up and try to go with that style, and it comes off either a little bit corny or forced, kind of like his uh, his friend Cause out there. Shout out Cause, but his, his album affected, didn't do a great job of uh, moving into that vein of hip-hop, but Boz, I think, definitely killed it. So, I don't know, maybe this is, is more things to come. If J. Cole drops and Boz drops and they drop Revenge of the Dreamers 3, which is a collab mixtape series that the whole Dreamville uh, you know, group does. Earth Gang comes out with some shit. Like, it could be a huge year for Dreamville. Um, I'm excited to see what they do. And if you like that track, Pinball 2 by Boz, I would definitely uh, recommend Too High to Riot, his album from 2016. Like I said, sounds a little bit different, but that's definitely a good spot to start if you were feeling that song. And we're just about done, but before we go, we got to get to our new music announcements, wrap up what's going on uh, last week and this upcoming week. So Friday, April 13th, we got Bless Yo Trap by Smoke Perp and Murder Beats, Battered, Bruised, and Bloody by Carnage. That's a uh, Carnage is a DJ, so that's a producer album right there. Uh, Wasted Talent by Jim Jones, Joyride by Tanache, A Girl Cried Red by Princess Nokia, we got a Hear No Evil EP by Young Thug, which was actually not too bad. And First Baptist by Pac Dive. Admittedly, not the uh, greatest week in hip-hop for 2018, but I will have reviews for at least two of those projects coming up on the next episode. And looking forward to tomorrow, April 20th, uh, since I'm recording this on the 19th, by the time you hear this, these albums will probably be out, but this is what you'll be getting on Friday. K.O.D. by J. Cole, obviously, as we talked about. Um, but there's also a couple other cool albums. Not For Sale by Smoke Dizza and Gate 13 by Del the Funky Homo Sapien and Amp Live. A little producer MC action there. We've been getting a lot of those recently, and clearly it's going to continue. Uh, so we'll probably probably get more. What always happens is there's only a few albums rumored to drop, and then all of a sudden four or five extra ones do that no one knew was coming usually from, you know, underground names and such. So I'll update that list next week. But that's all we got for today. Uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, episodes will be coming out on a schedule from here on out. They'll probably be launching uh, late Friday night. So basically they'll be available for the weekend and after that. But you can expect every Saturday morning you can wake up and there will be a new Hip Hop Enthusiast podcast episode ready for your ears if that's what you're into. And I hope you are. But that's all we got for today on the Hip Hop Enthusiast Podcast, keeping you up to date on hip hop music in 2018. I'm your host, Kyle French, and I will see you next week after J. Cole changes the trajectory of hip hop once again. Or maybe not. Maybe I'm just tripping and I just like Cole. I don't know. But hopefully the album's dope. I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully you guys are too, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>